Now when you see them threes up, you know what they represent. Be real, be righteous, be relevant. Yeah. Be real, be righteous, be relevant. Yeah. Be real, be righteous, be relevant. Now when you see them threes up, you know what they represent. Be real, be righteous, Yo. be relevant. Yeah. Be real, be righteous, be relevant. Yeah. Be real, be righteous, be Alright folks, how you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host. I want to thank you greatly for spending your time with me. I know time is a valuable resource, and I hope the things that I discuss in this podcast are helping you on your journey of self-mastery, not only to improve your life, uh, but to turn you into a leader and improve the lives of those around you, because that's what it's truly about. And once again, I was not prepared because I was doing a bunch of other stuff. (laughs) So I apologize. I'm house and dog sitting for my friend Skeeter, who is out of town in a hockey tournament in Las Vegas. And he has a very old dog that is 14 years old. He needs some medication. So I am here with him, Dexter, so you might hear some walking around. The sound itself might be different compared to what you're used to, um, since I'm not in my own house. But here we go. Let me start by saying thank you to some folks who have followed me. For right now, I'm going off of SoundCloud, uh, because of course that's where I host off of, so, Sacrificial Renee Axe, I want to thank you, Moonlight underscore he, I want to thank you, Smokin' on Tiff 94, Emma John 1994, Vivian Collins, Miss Elizabeth Day. So once again, I want to thank all of you for subscribing to the channel or to the podcast. And once again, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube. It's all going to be True Results 303. I will try to put that stuff in the description box from now on. This one is going to be the motto of life. Um, you know, a way to truly live your life. You know, we all have these concepts of of how we want to live our lives and make the world a better place. And that's, of course, why you are here. And unfortunately, sometimes we let the media, you know, the artists that we listen to, we let these type of people kind of push us in a direction or guide us in a direction that is not only detrimental to our own lifestyle but to those around us and you know the the first one that came to mind for me is and I'm an older guy so I'm 34 so I was I was fairly old when Drake came on the scene and I think and I'm pretty sure he's the one who came up with it maybe not I don't listen to uh, mainstream rap music as much but I know you're probably you probably already know what I'm gonna say and this main this main concept is YOLO you only live once. And, you know, I, I'm not a fan of this concept. I mean, I'll, 
when I, you know, when I used to party a little bit, I'd, I'd yell it out. But uh, like I said, growing up in my era, um, you know, it was more Master P, No Limit, um, Cash Money before Lil Wayne was was popular, Tupac, Biggie, uh, Jay Z when he was first coming up. Uh, and once again, those are all horrible examples of how you want to live your life. Uh, but I know now when I meet a lot of the younger people, I think this YOLO movement is coming into play. Uh, you know, I think something very simple is uh, my niece just had her 19th birthday, I think it was. And one of her friends got her a shirt that said free something. I don't know. It was some rapper I never even heard of. And I stopped her real quick. She was she was running downstairs. And I asked her, who is Is that a rapper? And she said, yeah. And I asked her, well, what did he do? You know, because for me, it was that kind of same concept of Free Wheezy when the Free Wheezy shirt was out. Whatever. These rappers go to uh, to jail for committing crimes. And all of a sudden, we want to wear a shirt that says Free Wheezy, Free Whoever. So I asked her what he did. And she's like, oh, I think it was a drug possession and, and guns and this and that. I said, oh, so he deserved to go to jail. You know, he broke the law. So, no, it's not free whatever this gentleman's name was. No, he broke the law. So it's do your time, right? Uh, but I kind of got off track there. But once again, this YOLO. You know, in my opinion, you only die once, right? And you can kind of go into this concept of, oh, coming back from, the, you know, they resuscitate you. Uh, I, my cousin's a nurse, and I'm pretty sure I remember her saying sometime, and I tried to look it up a while back. They say, once you die... There's no coming back from it, right? You are actually dead. So when they actually resuscitate you, there's, I guess, maybe in some way, shape, or form uh, still a heartbeat. You know, I don't know. She made it sound like it was, like the heart was just spasming really quick. Um, and they were able to shock it back into a regular heartbeat or, you know, I don't know. That sounds more like an irregular heartbeat, even though I think a irregular heartbeat is just skipping a beat. But I'm getting off track again. You know, but the truth is you only die once. And what you do on this earth is of great importance. Right? Especially in a time where children unfortunately don't even want to have children because they think the world is such a dangerous place. And and I think it's that's far far from the truth. You know, the world is a beautiful place. And I used to feel that same way, so I can't say anything. That's why I'm thirty four single with no children. Uh, because I fell victim to that trap as well. And now that I am older, it's a lot more difficult to get into the dating scene and and do these things. And with me, well, I'll, I'll save that. So uh, the mottos we should start to live by, maybe you should start to think about. And the first one is FOMO, F-O-M-O. -O. We've got YOLO, now we've got FOMO. And this is the fear of missing out. And this is what truly is going to harm you on your journey of self-mastery, your journey of self-improvement and making changes in life that you want to make. And what this usually is, is, oh, I need to go to that party. I need to do this and I need to do that because what's going to happen? You know, I think this is those people where I have a buddy who was kind of like this, where he's an instigator, right? You're at the party and you're instigating things to see what happens. Like, what can I get? You know, what's the outcome I can create? Um, by spreading a rumor or something along those lines. And trust me, you're not missing out on anything. I used to do this a lot when I was younger. You know, if you're in your early 20s, 
I did this a lot. My friends loved to play video games. I didn't like to play video games. And I would just go over there and drink and smoke and party and watch them play video games. I seriously did that for years. You know, a waste of my time. A waste of my health. A waste of being a productive person. And being in a place that I want to be in. But back then, it was that fear of missing out. So once again, don't fall victim to FOMO. Fear of missing out. It's just another lie. It's, a, it's another false way of living your life. Um, do not live a life of fear of missing out because it doesn't matter. I saw a good thing on Facebook the other day and it said, I love it when people talk about me because that means my life is more interesting than theirs. Right? So I, I think that's a good a good uh, you know, saying or a good add-on for this FOMO. Your life is way more important than whatever's going on over there. You know, unless you're going to attend this function, this party, and have a positive and productive, and be a productive part of it. If you're not going to be a positive influence or or have a productive uh, conversation with other people, um, there's no reason in going. This is what I came up with a while back too. And I mean, you know, these are some no-brainers, but it's, does this make me a better person? Anything you're doing in life, before you do it, ask yourself that question. Does this make me a better person? And if we want to go into Christian Catholic spirituality, this would be more of an examine of your conscience, right? Does this make me a better person? Sit there and think about it for a few minutes before you participate in any activity. Does this make me a better person? And I think, you know, and then the next one would be, does this in any way hurt those around me? You got to link those two together. Does this make me a better person? Does this hurt the people around me? And this is another reason why I stopped playing hockey. You know, my friends that I used to party with and live it up with, uh, they get upset that I don't play hockey with them anymore. I mean, that's what brought us all together. You know, I've played hockey for like 15 years. And and one of my buddies like, you need to come play with us. You know, it's a time where we can bond. It's like, well, dude, you know, hockey in no way, shape, or form is making me a better person anymore. You know, I'm older now, so it's no longer a competitive league, and I have to play with older people that have probably only been playing hockey for one or two years. I get frustrated, and then I end up yelling at people. You know, it's another area of my life I can work on and try to improve and and, and master, you know, another portion of self-mastery that I can work on. Uh, but once I have my, you know... Uh, I guess you can just call it my outbursts, my fits of rage. It doesn't benefit me or the person that I am arguing with. You know, um, one thing I do enjoy is coaching little kids because that doesn't bother me. I have no problem coaching little kids. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't frustrate me to see a young child um, struggling or, uh, you know, not fully understanding what's going on. That doesn't bother me. I don't mind coaching little kids. I, I've done that since I was. 15, I used to coach little kids at hockey as my high school job. That was one of my first jobs, working at a skating rink and coaching hockey for little kids. Uh, but once it comes to actually playing the sport, it has no benefit in my life. So here's another one. I think this is a great one. It says, it goes like this. In a world of punchlines, now this would be more of Twitter, right? 140 characters. In, in a world of punchlines be a sentence. In a world of sentences, be a paragraph. In a world of paragraphs, 
be a chapter. In a world of chapters, be a book. In a world of books, be a library. In a world of libraries, be the truth or the word of God, the living example. I like that one. You know, I don't know. That one, I swear, I have. I don't think I've read anywhere. I think I came up with that one. I like it. I hope it's something that, that you like and something that you can think about. You know, I, what I like about that is it's pretty much saying there's always something else. Keep learning, keep growing, and keep seeking the truth, which is going to lead into my next kind of lifestyle to think about. And I thought this one up the other day. I think I was listening myself to uh, Catholic radio, Christian radio, uh, some motivational stuff. And I kind of heard something that made me think of this this, uh, this quote, or I think which could be another way of life. It said, if the truth hurts and we are to seek the truth, And then we are told that we should learn something new every day. Are we supposed to be hurt every day? Because if you're supposed to learn something new every day, shouldn't you at least be learning truth? And then the truth hurts. So in some way, shape, or form, my feelings should be hurt daily. So once again, I think that's just something to to think about. And to get a a better understanding of what is truly, you know, what truly matters in life, I guess. You know, these are, they're simple sayings, but I think if you truly just thought about them, it could have a deep meaning and a deep transformation in your life. For Christian prayer, when they say we want to pray, you know, pray with the scriptures, that would be lecto divina. Now what that means is you pick one story of the Bible, you know, five verses, and you just read them as slow as possible and try to comprehend the entire meaning of the scripture, of that parable, of that passage. And I think you could do that the same here. If the truth hurts, and we are to seek the truth, and we are told to learn something every day. Are we supposed to be hurt every day? You know, so just contemplate that. I think it's I think it's very valuable. So here's another one. Uh, we're gonna go with actions speak louder than words, right? I think that's a another great one that we should all believe in. I made a YouTube video called Why You Should Never Trust First Impressions and I think this is the same one because actions speak louder than words, right? I can tell you everything I want. I can tell you I'm going to cook you dinner. I'm going to take you out on a date. I'm going to buy you this. I'm going to buy you that. But if I don't, then what does it matter? So I think we've got to understand this. Actions speak louder than words. And then this is going to link into it as well. If we hurt the people we love the most, I know you've heard that. We hurt the people we love the most then in reality, you have no clue what love is because love is not supposed to hurt somebody. Love in no way, shape, or form is supposed to hurt somebody, whether it's love of yourself or love of another person. So those two, you know, come together. And that's the difficulty of 
trying to build a relationship with a husband or wife, you know, a girlfriend, finding that person to love, have children, and then also having friendships, having family members. Uh, you know, and that's why I always like to say, you know, and it's a mean, it's something mean to say where I, you only have a certain amount of friends. The other ones are acquaintances. And I think we've got to truly understand that. You know, when you try to have too many friends, it can be a difficult thing because you can spread yourself too thin. And unfortunately, at times, we just got to understand who is really there for us and who isn't. And take care and try to love as best as we can all the people that are very important in our life. And it can be as simple as a phone call. I think we struggle with that as well, with all of the different ways we can communicate with those in today's world, and we still do not. You know, we act like a phone call is that difficult when you're going to sit there and binge watch Netflix. You're going to, you know, waste time in all these other areas of life, and for some reason we still find it difficult to find time to show somebody that we love them. Another one is we, we follow this motto of the greatest gift that you can give is yourself, right? I truly believe that. That's why I've decided to start my YouTube channel and my podcast. And I've tried to live my life in a way that is going to bring nothing but positivity into the world. And I struggle with that, but I truly believe that. So don't let anyone ever tell you that you're selfish for taking time off to read a book, to go on a spiritual journey. To get yourself in shape, right? Never see that as selfish because that is not selfish. The person that is telling you that is selfish because they're saying you're spending too much time to make yourself a better person and you're not spending time with me. In my opinion, that goes back to the same concept of that person does not comprehend the meaning of love because love is wanting what's best for the other person. That is true love. True love is selfless, not selfish. Remember that. True love is selfless, not selfish. So if someone tells you, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that, and, and you're not spending time with me, that's selfish. They should be saying, what can I do to help you achieve that? Get closer to your goals, right? Because the closer, and that's how they can get time with you. That's how they can get time with you, right? If my goal is to get in shape and be healthy and my friends are 20, 30 pounds overweight and they're getting mad that I'm not spending time with them, well, why don't you come to the gym and spend time with me? Right? That's selfless because you're saying, yeah, I don't want to go to the gym and work out, but if that's what I've got to do to see that person that is most important to me, then they would do it. Here's another one. If your motto is to respect the grind or respect the hustle, then you must respect everybody because no matter what, everybody is grinding and hustling. You might not, re you see, and that's the problem. You don't respect their grind, but you're supposed to respect everybody's grind. Not everybody has that, uh, you know, that, that hustle or that, that want to get in shape, that drive to get in shape, that drive to make lots of money, that drive to become spiritual. But you must respect their grind. Don't be upset. Some people are built on, I said, uh, I heard in a song once where they said, uh, 
trying to think of how it goes. I haven't heard, I haven't listened to that song in a while. It's Andy Minio, and he says something about, you know, people, when I ask people how they're doing, and they say, I'm just trying to maintain. Actually, it's not Andy Minio now that I think about it. Uh, I, I think it might be Oscar, Oscar Orbini. Um, but anyways, it's not him either. Uh, but it says, you know, when I ask people how they doing, then they try to, and they say they're trying to maintain. That's something that I can't relate to. We're not on the same page, right? If all you're trying to do is maintain, of course that's that's an unfortunate thing. Uh, but you got to respect that. You've got to respect people that just want to maintain. I have a buddy who makes a bunch of money. You know, he has a job. Um, he's flipping houses on the side. And he said he talked to one of our old friends, and he said, "Yeah, he just sounds like he's giving up on life. You know, he's he's got his he's got his two kids, and he just works at a job. He's not trying to do anything with his life. Well, you know what? Um, at this point in his life, it's more about his children and spending time with his children, and that's a difficulty trying to balance work, children, leading new areas of life. But you, we gotta respect that. You can't just say he gave up on life. He's just found new meaning in life." And if all you did was have one conversation with him in the last year, you can't say he's given up on life. Um, and maybe there was more to the conversation um, that I don't know, uh, that he didn't want to tell me. Uh, but once again, we've got to be able to respect that. That's another reason why I've made a video called Why You Should Never Work Overtime. And I went into it in more detail, but I'm going to give you the 30-second cliff note here is you should never work a lot of overtime because first of all, that's kind of what got us into the recession in America. We were working 60, 70 hours a week, so our paychecks were gigantic. Then we decided to live beyond our means, and then once the economy collapsed, we either lost our job or were only able to work 40 hours. And now only being able to work 40 hours, we were no longer able to support the lifestyle that we were living, Right? And without being able to support the lifestyle we were living, everything collapses, right? Or you should never work that much overtime. You should learn to live within your means because now you can save money because they say you should always save at least uh, have six months of rent and bills in the bank at all times just in case something happens. And then you should also only work 40 hours so you can pursue other things in your life that will help you grow and find that purpose and get to the next level. Um, so I'm going to end it right there. Uh, and I got off of a uh, topic real bit. I forgot something, but I'll leave it there. Um, and here's, I've got three more things. Um, the next one is, and these, this one's just a quote. And I think if we took this quote to heart, uh, this would definitely change the world in ways that you couldn't even imagine. And it's, if people tried to stop sinning as much as they tried to stop suffering and pain in the world, imagine how much different the world would be. And I know a lot of you who don't believe in, or, you know, are just spiritual, or you think religion is bad, and that's fine. I'm not going to uh, try to convince you to be Christian or Catholic. That's not my goal. My goal is just to open and expand your mind, right? To try and turn that sentence or that punchline into a sentence or that sentence into a paragraph. That's my job. Then your job is to turn it into a book, into a library, into truth. If people tried to stop sinning as much as they tried to stop suffering and pain, 
the world would be a better place. And I think we've got to truly understand that because we're too busy trying to, oh, how can we stop this person's pain? And I don't want to get political, so I'm not going to, but this has to do with the ballot, Proposition 106, uh, euthanasia, doctor-assisted suicide. Once again, we're just trying to stop suffering and pain and not understanding the beauty of death. I have a podcast called The Beauty of Death. I would highly encourage you to um, listen to that one. But the world would be a better place, right? It's the same thing that Jesus said. How can you remove the log of someone else's eye out of someone else's eye when the log is still in yours, right? It's that same concept. We're too busy trying to solve someone else's problems, their suffering and their pain, without trying to get to the root of it, which is sin or evil or whatever you want to call it. And once again, it's that concept of, oh, the church created sin and evil, Right? Well, like I've always, you know, like the best explanation I've heard, well, turn on 9 News, Fox 31, whatever news station you have, 9 News, 7 News, Channel 4 News, and tell me that evil and sin is something that the church made up. No, it's not. It's relevant in our world, and we see it every day. We hear it on the radio, on TV, wherever we go. Um, So next I am going to just go, I'm a little Christian Catholic Jesus here real quick. It's going to be short. Um, so this one I made a video as well. It's called the, the Biggest Flaw in the Ministry of Jesus. The Biggest Flaw in the Ministry of God. And it is love your neighbor as you love yourself. It is a great way to live your life, right? It's kind of treat others the way you want to be treated. That's the main concept, right? That's what Jesus said. Love your neighbor as yourself. The downfall is, is Jesus is expecting us to love ourselves. I mean, how many of us can truly say we love ourselves? I mean, that would mean that you walk around daily never saying a negative thing about yourself. And can you honestly say you do that? I know I don't. I definitely do not go a day without saying something negative about myself. So the downfall, and it's not the downfall, that's the beauty of God, is he wants you to love yourself fully by loving him, by loving the way he loves. And that's a difficult thing. So the truth is, can you truly, truly begin to love yourself? And if you can, then you can truly, truly begin to love another person and to make great change in this world. And then the last one is, I'm going to go with just the Ten Commandments. You know, I think a lot of people like to consider themselves an optimist, a glass is half full person. I myself know I am not. I am more of a pessimist and glass is half empty, but I'm slowly working on it. And when it comes to the Ten Commandments, this is where even the most optimistic person becomes a pessimist because they see it as, oh, it's thou shall not, thou shall not, right? But for every time someone says no, right? I know you've heard this concept. Every time someone says no, they are saying yes to something else, right? So when God says, thou shall have no God before me other than me, he is making things simpler, right? And easier. Monotheism is easier than polytheism. I hope I said that right. Than multiple gods, right? Because all of a sudden, now i got to pray to a God that allowed me to eat. Now i got to pray to a God that allowed me to have birth. Now i got to pray to, you know, I've got to pray to like 
15, 40, 100 different gods. Uh, but when there is one God, I just have to give thanks to him. Uh, thou shall have no idol, make no idol of a man or an image. Right? And I think this one is great. And this is going to be the relationship advice. I don't know if I said this on another, uh, on my relationship and my love um, podcast. But once again, listen to that one. That goes into more depth of, of true love. Um, but I heard my guy, D1, which was the intro to the music that I played. D1, I heard they asked him a question on, do you think, or would you ever date someone that is not spiritual and not a religious person? And he's a Christian. And he said, I wouldn't. And he said, because if I am the only thing or the highest standard that my wife has, I am a flawed human being that is always going to hurt her. You know, I don't want to hurt her, but I am going to. And if I'm the highest standard and she says the highest standard just hurt me, there's no telling what she will do. But if my my highest standard is God, perfection, then it doesn't matter what someone else does to me because I will not retaliate because I have the highest standard, God, Jesus, the perfect man, right? The, The only perfect man to walk this world, Jesus, the word became flesh. You know, I'll go with another one here, you know. Thou shalt not commit adultery. What does that mean? That means you do not lust after something else, another woman. You don't love someone else. You give everything to that one person, to that woman. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your wife as yourself. Thou shalt not steal. What does that mean? That gives me the opportunity to be to be virtuous, to to give to others, to give life, right? Thou shalt not murder. What does that mean? That means I am, God wants me to give life to others, to give it through birth, to give it through charity, to give it through prayer, just to help one another. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. What does that mean? Do not idolize someone else. Be thankful for what you have and do what, things that you can do to get more to give more so i'm going to end it right there you know i I hope this video really helps you to understand um, better ways to live better ways than you are already living because there is always a better way that's why you're listening to this podcast and once again i am grateful for that and i appreciate it greatly um so I hope this helps. Once again, share this with, with someone else. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you are, whatever player or host that you are listening to. Once again, I am hosting from SoundCloud, but it should be on iTunes. I think I put it on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. Uh, so once again, I hope this is helping you on your journey. Don't forget that as you learn, you need to help others to learn and to grow and to master themselves as well. So don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube. It's all True Results 303 I will put those links in the description box. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and stay tuned for the next episode.